When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I assume this is about the opportunity Donna brought you. It'd be an opportunity if the numbers added up, Jim, but they don't. I don't understand. I thought you were the type of man that was willing to take risks. I am, but not if it puts people I care about in jeopardy, which is why I'm here to tell you that when Donna offers you her 401k, you're going to tell her you don't need it anymore. No offense, Mr. Spector, but what my daughter does with her money is none of your business. Well, it became my business when Donna put you so far up on a pedestal that she couldn't smell the bullshit you were dishing out. It's not bullshit. Yes, it is. I looked at that deal. There's no way you're getting the kind of money you need without doing something shady. Inflating my assets to get a loan isn't shady. Everybody does it. That's what everybody thinks until the music stops. Which is why, if you involve Donna in this deal, so help me God, I will pull every string I have to tie your project up in court for the next 20 years. I'm just trying to make my way. All I'm telling you is you can make it without Donna. You act as if you think I don't love my own daughter. People who love other people don't put them in positions to break the law. Suits Season 5, Episode 12 is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about Live to Fight, then Suits Yourself. I'm Rob Sesternino, back here with the guy who would never besmirch your good name unless you're Jeff Malone. It's Chappelle. Rob, you were right. It was Sheila's ass all along. How did you do it? I, did you did you remember? You knew this? Well, no. I watched the episode, and then as it's like unfolding, and they start talking about the email, it like it's like the the memories just start flooding back into my mind. You know, it's like a repressed memory. Yeah. I was like, oh, it was Sheila's ass. Oh my god, yeah. Sheila, what's up? Why did you do this? Well, I think that we like we threw out like every single possibility, yeah. so it wasn't like I said, Tom, take it to the bank. It was mm-hmm. Sheila's ass, but we were just trying to come up with that. Who were the people that it could have been? And I mm-hmm. think that she was somebody who like had not been ruled out yet. So that I mean, it does make some sense. Yeah. And the call was coming from inside the house again, because this is the same threat that we identified it was going to be from the beginning. We said, you cannot make Mike Ross junior partner without people finding out. There will be articles written. There will be things uh, like people will talk about it. It'll be on a marquee. He's the youngest ever junior partner at Spearson Spectre or whatever. And so, 
Of course, people are going to hear about it. We what we didn't know is that it was Gretchen who was the one who tipped off the reporter about it, but she didn't know that it was a secret. Everybody should have mm-hmm. been celebrating Mike Ross as this huge big deal. So it was, of course, going to get to people like Sheila's ass, uh, who are going to say, I went to Harvard. I worked at Harvard. I taught at Harvard. I'm in the Harvard Facebook group. I don't know who Mike Ross is. And Sheila's ass has a memory for this type of thing that can be rivaled by only Mike Ross's photographic memory. So, yeah, of course she said, I don't know this man. It's probably a fraud. I I can't believe this. And so she sends an anonymous text or email from the uh, general Harvard account and boom, blows this whole thing out of the water. Now, do you think that Lewis is in uh, more trouble here also, considering that, you know, Sheila has now come forward? Is she also willing to say that, like, and Lewis also knew? I don't know how he knew, but he also knew. He was in on it also. Well, she did bring this up, right? So, but, so she sent the anonymous email, but eventually she came forward and said it was her, even after her and Lewis spoke. And so once she realized it was Lewis, I think that's when she decided to come forward. I don't know if she's coming forward to throw Lewis under the bus, but Rob, the moment we have Sheila's ass on the stand and Lewis, uh, Lewis is the one who is questioning her, it's going to be some good TV because you know it's coming. Yeah, well, <laughs> that... I hope that all of the parties here do not let that happen because it will not go well. Well, you know, it's probably going to go like this. Harvey's going to be like, we got to, we have to cross-examine Sheila's ass. And Lewis is going to come in, Jessica, Harvey, it needs to be me. And they're going to say, Lewis, you're crazy. You're too emotionally attached. He's like, no, I'm the only one who can do this because she betrayed me and blah, 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 blah. She came after my family. Let me do this. Mm-hmm. And eventually, Lewis will be the one to, to stand in front of her and get her to crack on the stand. But I really don't understand like what he what he would even say to her because nothing that Lewis has done or Sheila's done to to our knowledge should be able to sway her away from the fact that yeah Mike Ross is a fraud maybe maybe Lewis comes to her and just appeals to the fact that they, that he's still in love with her but he tried that in this episode and it didn't work it actually empowered her to come further yeah. and say okay yeah this is actually true and I'm putting my name on it so I don't know what's gonna happen but I know it needs to happen for my television viewing pleasure hmm okay. A lot of stuff going on here in this episode. Uh, We had the Donna flashback to open the episode, young Donna. You know, we had not really ever had this before in Suits. And I feel like that here in season five, I think we flash back to Harvey as a kid, Mike Mm -hmm. as a kid, Donna Mm -hmm. as a kid. Uh, You think that we're going to get everybody? You think we'll see like like baby, like Lewis and Esther, like fighting uh, or like uh, one of Lewis's friends being like, hey, let me introduce me to your sister after seventh grade uh, math class. We we talked about and discussed potentially whether or not the show had jumped the shark. And I think the jumping of the shark is involved in these uh, constant flashbacks. This is the flashiest, backiest season (laughs) that we've had so far. I mean, we've seen a flashback at least every episode, if not every other episode for the like last few. And I saw the little uh, filter change on the screen and I rolled my eyes. I was like, another one. And this one was so inconsequential. It was, oh, Donna's dad did something seven seven years ago. We didn't need a flashback to explain how that happened. It's typical Donna's dad versus Harvey versus Donna's stuff. Like, that stuff I could have just made up off the top of my head. Donna's dad wanted to do something crazy to, at, at, at Donna's expense. Harvey says no. Harvey makes a deal. Donna's dad does, does whatever. Boom, here we are. But they had to give us a flashback. 
I'm drawing the line here at the Donna flashback. I don't need another one. Yeah, I, I kind of thought it was interesting when we had like Donna as a kid of like Donna's like X-Men origin story of like that she was sort of like realizing her powers for the first time. I thought that that was kind of cool. But then you're right. The stuff about like uh, Donna's dad needing a loan for some sort of like speculative real estate deal and then Harvey not wanting to give her the money. Yeah, that, that was neither here nor there. No, it, it felt like filler. And I mean, it shows that Harvey and Donna are still on the same page. And Harvey has been uh, protecting Donna his whole life, basically. Ever since he's met her, he's been protecting her. Um, but, you know, Donna, you just just can leave Harvey high and dry sometimes. Uh, yeah. One of the things that I saw from Donna in this episode, though, is that, you know, she she's all in. You know, and so maybe they just do this thing so we can really establish the connection that her and Harvey have that's not romantic and that just might feel like, nah, they've had each other's back for so long mm -hmm. that even if faced with going to jail, um, they're not going to turn on each other. Well, I do think it complicates the Donna and Harvey issue where we've never really looked like the, the, the Donna and Harvey issue as like that Harvey was like a father figure to Donna here that Donna's own real father would put her in legal jeopardy where Harvey draws like a hard line that he would never do that. He would never want to put Donna in that any sort of position where she would be in any sort of jeopardy. And, you know, Donna is the one that's always talking about like, this is a family, this is a family. So like, I do think that it was uh, some interesting context for why Donna values this relationship so much and why it is like pretty complicated. And it's not just like she's down bad for Harvey. Right. It's complicated, but on both sides, because Harvey, too, has family issues. You know, he has mommy issues. And Harvey's like looking for a woman that is going to be loyal to him through thick and thin because his mom was out here doing dirt. And then also telling him, oh, you're just a kid. Why don't you take why don't you take it and just be quiet? Don't tell dad. You know, it's your fault if this gets out. You tore, tore the family apart. So while Donna's mentioning family, Harvey's mentioning family, they're both screwed up. Nobody can screw you up like your parents. They, I mean, they can do a number on you. And it's not on purpose. It's just that there's no real manual for how to parent kids correctly. And both of them have been kind of uh, jacked up in the head. And so I think they're kind of perfect for each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Harvey has to deal with that Donna's dad it got pinched for this deal, which ultimately I guess he did get financing for. And it was kind of shady. And that they're trying to go after the dad to get Donna to flip. And then Donna is a little bit spiraling in this episode. Well, that's the thing. You you want to go for the lowest person on the rung and try to get them to flip. And so we're shocked to see that although Donna is hard as a rock, she comes in like, nope, I, you can't you can't break me. Um, she comes out of the little interrogation room with Anita Gibbs. And the first person she sees is her dad. And it's so like, if anybody can get you to uh, to break, it should be your father. You know, um, we saw Harvey going to the ends of the earth for Marcus in the past. And so, you know, th these relationships that they have is really what they're going to use to leverage and to test, um, you know, whether or not Anita Gibbs has what it takes to get them to flip on Harvey and Jessica later on. Uh, we will see that Harvey ends up leveraging a large part of this case to get Donna's dad out of this trouble and to save Donna again. Mm -hmm. um, so... Even when it's at the expense of Mike Ross, Donna still comes first. 
Yeah, but I think that ultimately the thing with Mike Ross like was kind of like a little bit of like fool's gold that they were able to bluff with. Like it wasn't going to like hold up like under no. like uh, further inspection, but it was almost like that they had like a fake idol and they were able to like uh, play it like to get through like one tribal council. But uh, they basically knew that it wasn't going to be the thing that was going to like really change the game. Yeah, that's every episode of Suits, except we never take it to the next level. So we get so many folder slams. So many mm -hmm. people come in like, I got a document that says blank. And we never see the person read it. This time, Anita Gibbs was like, give me that. Looks over it. Bro, get this out of here. This is mess. And so he's like, no, no, no. It's enough mess to slow you down. And she's like, oh, fine. I'll fold this time. But only on the Donna thing. I am not dropping the case because you got Henry Gerard, of all people, to just come in and be like, yeah, I remember Mike was a good guy. I think uh, he's a, probably a good student, too. Uh, he's not. Did he graduate from Harvard? Who's the same? But yeah, he, he was did, like, I, I've yeah. known him to be a good lawyer who definitely embodies the things that I would teach in my class. Right. He's like, he he seems like someone who took my class, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that. Uh, was he there? That's neither here nor there. You know, he, but, yeah. but he does give Harvard yeah. graduate vibes. Is that mm -hmm. good enough? Yeah. Was uh, this person Gerard, subscribed to our podcast? Who's to say? But they seem like the say? kind of person who would have listened. Yeah, they, list, they listened. They yes. listened. But did they subscribe? <laughs> you know, we'll just let's just count them as subscriptions. You know, uh, that's pretty much what uh, Henry Gerard had to do because he was not willing to perjure himself for Mike Ross. And Henry Gerard, really, for him to be an ethics professor, he draws the line in random places and moves it and then moves it back and then moves it again. Uh, because, yeah, they've had to beg him to, to not perjure himself in the past. But now when it's like, OK, pay Mike Ross back for this thing we yeah. did for you. No, nope. Can't do it. Sorry. And Sorry, takes bribes, right? Yeah, I, yeah. You take bribes, Mike. He's like, ah, I'm going to snitch on you for taking the bribe. If they learn nothing else for Gerard, is that when someone says they're going to do something to you, just let them. Just <laughs> let them, because at some point they're going to have that leverage over you forever. You know, it's like Henry Gerard always is faced with the "What if Harvard finds out?" He goes, "I don't care." That was the first thing that we saw uh, happen when when he was coming to talk about uh, Mike Ross not being in the class. They said, "What if Harvard finds out about the dirt you've been doing?" And he's like. Harvey, do your worst. I don't care. Yeah. At this point, I'm gonna retire. I'm not gonna let you strong. I'm not going to jail. Yeah, I'm not gonna let you strong. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> because because remember, he's gonna put himself on the stand. He's gonna say, This guy was the best, blah, blah. And then what they're probably gonna do is they're gonna go get other teachers and they're gonna say, So none of y'all have any recollection of Mike Ross? Mm -hmm. Nobody. And because when in my experience with universities, professors start there and then they stay there forever. You know, like people were like, oh, yeah, my mom took your your English class. So I want to take the English class or, my, you know, your families go there for decades, especially schools like Harvard. They're probably like really big on legacy. There are probably a ton of teachers who remember every student's family that, uh, you know, that's ever come through their class and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this was not going to hold up at all. I was just kind of surprised Henry Gerard was like, nah, leave me out of it. I'm good. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's tired. Like uh, this yeah. is his third season of being on suits. Like enough. <laughs> wow, Mike Ross finds him like off gambling anyway. Yeah. Already doing clandestine dealings anyway. It's like, sir, look around. You're no better than the rest of us. But he's like, no, I actually am. Yeah, I actually am better than y'all. Okay, so we also got in this episode. Uh, you know, um, a lot of people like looking to scramble a little bit because that. Okay, this is all going down. Uh, we saw. I really thought it was interesting the conversation between. Rachel and Donna, where Rachel was sort of implying to Donna, like, boy, 
I know what you're going through. Like, uh, yeah, you know, you know, if you, you got to take care of yourself and if you gave up Harvey, then, uh, you know, that would make, that would make this easier. And Donna's like, what, what? Rachel, I would catch up. Yeah. I would never do that. What's wrong with her? All right, look, Rachel, <laughs> we get it. You want to save Mike Ross, but come on, man. Like, this is the second episode in a row. She's been like, so what if, have you considered the deal? Have you considered throwing Harvey and Jessica under the bus? Mm-hmm. This is the same Harvey. This The same Harvey that makes yeah. it okay for Mike Ross to get away with the stuff that he's been getting away with. Do you feel like it's a little bit maybe uh, more like you understandable why Mike is like, you're not going to flip on me, right? I, I totally <laughs> see it. He should be asking. Rachel is the weak link. That's the problem here. The, they, they're trying to get at Donna. They brought in Robert Zane to kind of get at Mike. They're trying to get at Harvey to get to Jessica. But they should really be focusing their case specifically yeah. on Rachel and Lewis. Those are the two weakest people involved in this. Because Rachel is kind of like, please just offer me a deal good enough. And I swear yeah. I'll consider it. No, I think that that's a good point. I think that Rachel does seem to have like the uh, least amount of like willpower of anybody on the team. Like, for instance, like, OK, whatever you do. Just don't go to Logan Sanders' house and kiss him. And she's like, but I really kind of want to go over there. Yeah. I'm not going to kiss him, <laughs> but I do want to go and don't, just see Don't give happen. up Harvey, okay? Whatever you do. Like, ugh. Uh, I don't want to do that. Don't tell your dad. Mm-hmm. Don't tell your mom. Yeah. Rachel's like, Okay, but the moment Mike got arrested, I had to call my dad mm-hmm. because that made sense. It's like, yeah, she she's... She's the weak link here. Yeah. And this is, like I said, this is two episodes in a row where she's kind of been like, I mean, have you thought about the deal? Mm-hmm. Like, Donna, that is your dad. Like, Rachel, you barely know anything about Donna's dad. Like, and all of a sudden you're like, Donna, are you really going to let your dad go down for this? Crazy. That's wild. Have you considered the other options? You know, I don't know. Mike Ross, I'm kind of looking at you again. I've always said that Rachel could do better because you are a career criminal. But she did cheat on you with Logan Sanders. Mm-hmm. This, this might be a good time for the breakup. <laughs> wow I'm not saying that he should dump her because that would obviously push her now knowing Rachel from what we've been seeing that would push her to go snitch on everybody but I think that if she does don't fight for this mm-hmm. if, if, if Rachel is like Mike I could I just couldn't Wasn't meant to, to be. see you in jail yeah. call it say hey you know what you're right because that's really what Sheila's ass did she said Lewis you want me to lie for you on, on and stand on top of the word of Harvard to do that. You want me to besmirch Harvard's name? Then we then we can't be soulmates. Mm-hmm. I, I thought you were a different person because I'm in love with a person who would not do that. Rachel, if you're willing to throw Harvey and Jessica under the bus, maybe I didn't know you anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not this is not what we thought. We 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 did not have the same thing going on. We thought we had something good, but we have found the hiccup. You are not loyal, and so and we already knew that because you cheated on me. So I think that maybe. That's the breakup. I, I'm willing to flag that as like, Mike, at some point I'm going to start telling you to stand up. It's been a while since I've said it, Rob, but I'm just saying. It's getting close. It's right there. Yeah. Okay. And then also uh, we had where Anita Gibbs is trying to subpoena all of the files for all of PSL. And we know that there are some especially incriminating letters that... Uh, Mike has had Jessica sign. Jessica has had Rachel sign. And so there's definitely a ton of incriminating information uh, in the records room here at PSL. So 
Jessica is going to bring in her own counsel and none other than Jeff Malone, who was somebody else that we talked about who could have potentially been the person to go to the feds about Mike Ross. And so in previously on suits, when they started showing Jeff Malone, I'm like, Oh no. Oh yeah. no. You text Chappelle, check on him. See if he's okay. Uh, yeah, we, we, we did throw out the idea that maybe Jeff Malone had come up on some type of suspicion that Mike Ross had done this. And, uh, and then maybe, you know, he was the one who blew the whistle. Obviously he did not know until Jessica showed up and confirmed his suspicions that this is the reason why they broke up. This was the big secret she was keeping from him because from the beginning she was saying, no, it's about Daniel Hardman. It's about Lewis, but she never really told him it was about Mike Ross. But now that he knows, uh, yeah, he has to be, um, he has to come to terms with, okay, do I let that go? Am I in love with Jessica enough to where I'll fight for her? Or I'm going to let her figure this one out and then see if she trusts me enough to like keep me in the loop. He tells her, you need to tell me the truth. You need to tell me everything and not as your lawyer, as mm -hmm. Jeff Malone. And she does only for him to be like, and I don't want to be your lawyer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that's, that's a choice. Jeff Malone. This come is look me up you. after this is all over. The, the nerve of this man, you know, it's like, bro, it's like he's trolling me at this point because he says, okay, you trust me now and I trust you. We're finally on the same page. I'm not going to be your lawyer. I'm actually going to see if they send you to prison. But if they don't, call me. Mm -hmm. What? Really? Yeah. Jeffrey, this is what we're doing? Just all right. Uh, good luck, Jessica. Call me uh, once this whole Mike Ross thing blows over. She could go to jail. She could lose everything. You know, you're like, okay, but then call me. I hate this man. He had a dramatic back and forth with Mike over Mike and uh, Jeff Malone talking about how, you know, Jessica, you know, she didn't lose anything because of this. Like she is, she benefited quite a bit. And then Jeff Malone had to say, it cost her the relationship with me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And sounds mm -hmm. like she's better off, Jeff. Um, yeah. He's like, you don't even know how much Jessica has sacrificed for you. And Mike's like, she's been trying to get me out of here since day one. It's like, yeah, but you don't know what she's giving up. I, I haven't seen her give up anything, but she can't be with me anymore. Mike's like, I'm sorry. I know what it feels like to not be able to be with the one you love. Oh my God. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Boo, boo, Jeff Malone, you are not the prize. You are not the prize. <laughs> Um, I was happy though that it came to Jessica having to talk to Jeff Malone because she did float out the idea that Harvey, have you considered talking to Scotty maybe about representing the firm? And, Scott, and Harvey goes, I am not asking Scotty to do that. She's like, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Maybe I'll go to my ex and see what happens. Yeah. That was a fail, Jessica. I also, fail. Mike comes into Harvey's office and is like lecturing Harvey at one point. I was like, Mike, like, do you realize that, you know, this is, we're in this mess because of you. Like, he's like, Harvey, well, I'm not just going to stand around here and do nothing. Like, uh, you, it's like, do what we tell you to. Right. For once. Dear God, please. Mm -hmm. Like, just don't do anything. And that's when he went and did the Gerard move. Um, So I guess it kind of worked out. It got Donna out of trouble, but it could have backfired in like big time, you know? Uh, But this, this is Mike. This is what he does. Um, Also, uh, people are now starting to blame Harvey for this, this whole Mike Ross thing, which is fair, but it's it's funny to hear people say it like, hey, maybe you should have thought about this before you put us all in jeopardy, because we see in the flashback, Harvey tells Donna's dad, family, 
uh, you know, if you love someone, you wouldn't put them in a position to break That's the law. That's the old would Harvey. You? Yeah. Yeah. The new Harvey's like, if you love someone, put them in a position to break the law for yeah, you. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll mm-hmm. figure it out. But the old Harvey was like, you don't do this. And so I want to know where the old Harvey was when, when Mike uh, Ross showed up in his office and he said, you know, I like to live up here. Mm-hmm. Living down here is not boring. It's boring. I, it's not for me. I like to live up he here. He spent that too Harvey much time gone. up there where it was boring. Yeah. He was like, boo, this is, this is lame. Mm-hmm. Put your family and your loved ones at jeopardy. That's more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's yeah. the only thing that could get your adrenaline going is breaking the law. Yeah, people are on their high horse. Because even even uh, Donna's kind of like, well, Harvey, you did hire a fraud. I'm like, mm-hmm. Donna, you let him in. That's true. Like, where was the moral compass? Okay, so Donna has been everybody's damn conscience this whole time. Harvey, you shouldn't do that. Mike, you shouldn't do that. Lewis, don't do that. Jessica, don't talk to Lewis like that. Everybody has to listen to Donna. But when Donna was faced with the most important moral uh, problem of this whole entire series, which is, should I let Harvey go ahead and hire a fraud? We got crickets. She walked in like, Mike Ross didn't go to Harvard? What? And he's like, yeah. Have you been listening to my phone calls? Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. That was the extent of the conversation. It wasn't, Harvey, I really don't think you should yeah. do this. Harvey, I really don't he think He didn't know that by that point in time also. Like, I kind of feel like that in a lot of the flashbacks, I feel like she's listening to his calls. Right. It just bothers me that all of a sudden Donna is like the moral compass of the show, her and Trevor. But uh, mm-hmm. prior to that, there was nothing. There was none of that in season one. Donna was living fast and loose, too, just like Harvey. So Harvey is the number one to blame. But Donna, if you're going to tout yourself as being this super powered individual who can tell everybody what they can and cannot do, you need to show up when it's time to show up and uh, not five seasons later. OK, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's see on this episode. This might be a tricky one of who should get a Liddy Award. Is Sheila's ass eligible? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I think Katrina got one and Scotty got one. I think that's the only people out of the big six. (laughs) Outside of the big six. Otherwise, otherwise, uh, yeah, we've given uh, 69 other Liddies out. Nice. In the 72nd Um, episode of Suits. um, Okay. So, Rob, here's a question. Philosophical question. Is Mike Ross even eligible for a Liddy in episodes where he is completely under fire? Yeah, I think he's eligible. I don't think this was a bad Mike Ross episode. Hmm. I think that his move with Gerard does save Donna largely. 
Um, and I think it could have been way worse for him. I think Lewis drops the ball here with Sheila's ass. I think figuring out that it was Sheila's ass was a problem, but also like the conversation he had with her clearly is what is motivating her at this point to to come forward. He made it worse, like he always does. Yeah, Donna was just Donna, but her dad was kind of dropping the ball here, but she didn't really do anything to kind of fix it. Um, Gretchen is the reason why this is a problem in the first place, but she did go work for Lewis, and that does seem like yeah. it's on the up and up. Yeah, uh, she was going to get him into Norma's Mahjong game. Right. She won him over very quickly. Uh, they might be a, a powerful duo, those two. I'd love to see it. I think Lewis does need his own Donna. So you so didn't he can want Gretchen to work with Lewis, but I think that, that yeah, could be, there's I, a lot of potential I, there. I think so. I just thought she he was going to be mean to Gretchen, and I can't stand for that. But now that I, I think about it, Gretchen could probably hold her own in a way that Donna cannot. Uh, also, there's not this weird emotional connection that Donna has with mm -hmm. Lewis that uh, will allow the cloud his judgment so much. Um, Jessica can't get it because she goes back to Jeff Malone. Let's see. Who are you thinking? Harvey? Well, I feel like that Harvey, uh, I thought, didn't do anything disqualifying. Uh, well, why was Mike Ross so confident at the end of the episode? He's like, I'm starting to think that we're going to get out of this. Uh, was that just like for the other shoe to drop with the subpoena? Or did he already know about that? I guess I think he, he already surprised. knew about that. But he was kind of, yeah, I think he already knew about that. Yeah, Jessica can't get it because all the subpoenas. That's why she can't get it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think, yeah, I think he was just kind of like, Man, for a second, with the Gerard move, he really saw daylight. And so for the first time, he's actually calming down. Because last episode, when he was in that interrogation room, he's like, Harvey, we did this! I'm guilty! They're going to send me to jail! Yeah, like, okay, Mike Ross, maybe don't yell that out in this room, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's probably inadmissible or whatever the case may be, but we've seen Mike Ross use an interrogation room against somebody before where it was monitored. So maybe don't shout those things out. Um but yeah, he did feel like maybe there is some some wiggle room here. I just think he really should be aware of the people on his team, specifically Rachel, because she looks like she's about to fold. Okay, so... Give it to Harvey. Give it to Harvey. Okay, yeah. there you go. All right, um, not a ton of references. Uh, Harvey did say he wanted Mike Ross here in a Superman outfit. Yeah, they had a lot to to handle, and they needed somebody in a with the S on their chest to make this thing go away. Uh, Mike Ross is no Superman, as the song suggests, but uh, I think that uh, you know he did his best in this episode. Okay, all right, let's talk about some of the feedback uh, that we got here for episode Ooh. twelve of season five. And mm -hmm. uh, let's see, uh, how about from Angela? I don't know about you. But I'm starting to believe that they can't get out of this thing. I mean, it's not looking great. Not great. Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh. Whew. Yeah. I. I. I mean, it, I, somebody's going to have to take pay for this one because every time they try to do something, Anita Gibbs is a badass. Like I just want to be very clear. She sees through the BS very quickly. There's no bluff that has worked on her yet, and she's willing to go the extra mile to make sure that these people are paying for what they've done, all based on an anonymous email from Sheila's ass. Like, with no proof. All of this is Sheila's word versus Mike's word at this point, and Anita's ready to go balls to the wall. And so, if there's anybody who, uh, um, if there's anybody who's not going to let this go, it's this one. This is the one attorney that I think that they cannot just, like, uh, kind of, like, punk into folding or uh, have some random leverage over. Somebody's going to have to pay the piper for this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It looks bad. The only thing that makes gives me some hope is that there are so many episodes left. <laughs> So many episodes left. Yeah. Matter of fact, how many episodes are left in this season? Do you know? Uh, there are four episodes left in this season. 
yeah, so we got action. So mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe yeah. maybe they make it, but it's not looking good. It looks like every episode so far has been one roadblock, we get through it. Next roadblock, we get through it. So the I'm, amazing I'm race. The next, yeah, and I'm assuming the next episode is the U-turn where we go back and talk about Sheila's ass. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's going to be the next episode. Then after Sheila's ass, we'll probably bring in Daniel Hardman, and then after Daniel Hardman, we'll probably bring in you know like we're going to hit each yeah. of the each well, of the characters here like all the way to the end. We follow suit from season four. I think that we will bring like the Daniel Hardman, um, Charles Forsman back for like the actual finale. Like I feel like that they try to like bring back the like to close out the entirety of season five like i feel like that's like don't forget about those things they're just on the back burner right on the back burner is there anywhere we see uh what's his name jack soloff again or is oh, he definitely yeah, uh, yeah neutralized no because we yeah. saw him in the last episode so uh, he's still like i think he's all of season five gotcha to well guess. yeah yeah well it's not looking great not great rob yeah Patty wrote to us to say that from the tracker, this is the episode with the most amount of bullshits at 12. I mean, there's a lot of bullshits, a lot of bullshits. Also, I also started to notice one of the other suits patterns is, uh, well, I suggest you go do this thing. You know, like I love when uh, when uh, Jessica says it, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I have to start uh, tracking that one on my own because mm-hmm. it's like you'll give her all the reasons why you can't do what she wants you to do. And then she said, well, I'll suggest you go figure it out. And um, there was a lot of that in this episode to go along with the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back to uh, Jeff Soloff, I saw that there was uh, some discussion in the Facebook group about people wanting to know uh, about the Jack Soloff backstory that he has been working there for five years. Uh, And Cody Patterson said, uh, what has Jack Soloff been doing there for the last four years as senior partner? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. Well, we know he's been grinding. We know that's kind of his thing. Uh, But grinding in what way? His billables are very high. Uh, and it sounds like he's just been sitting around plotting and waiting for his opportunity to make a big move uh, and to make a move for name partner. Like, he's going from nameless senior partner that we've never seen before to a person who wants their name mm-hmm. on the wall. It's very ambitious. Yeah, and Holly has an extensive backstory, uh, which I'll, I'll just let people go to the Facebook group if they want to read her rendition of the Jack Soloff backstory. No, it's amazing. Go to suitspodcast.com slash Facebook to check that out. Okay, and then David wrote in to say... Is there anybody more annoying than Jeff Malone? Everybody no. at PSL is at risk of going to jail. And all he cares about is his failed relationship with Jessica. I can't even look at him anymore. He is so right. dumb. And that opinion so is coming in the same episode that we met Donna's father. <laughs> yeah. You meet Donna's dad who's like, I just want to do shady, shady real estate business like everybody else. Like, dang. Just give everybody me your 401k. Bruh, I know I don't have like any experience in this, and I'm just like kind of just looking for any get rich quick scheme. Everybody but does my it. Daughter, yeah, it, we all do it. Come on, yeah. Jeff Malone is the main character of his own story, and he's like, okay, I hear everybody's going to jail, but did you know Jessica and I broke up? I was like, yes, Jeff mm-hmm. Malone. We saw, we saw it. it. The relationship lasted way too long in the first place. <laughs> okay. Anything else about this episode of Suits, Chappelle? We got some feedback, baby. Uh, what do you uh, got? Uh, yeah, feedback boogie. It says, uh, a great series companion. This is from Allison. I discovered Suits this summer, and I'm watching it again so I can follow along with the podcast. Oh, I think we already did that one. This one is, uh, oh, yeah, this one. 
Nah, I'll read that one too. Yeah, follow along with the podcast. RHAP produces great content, and this is this one is a gem. Uh, our uh, Robin Chappelle are funny and insightful. Looking forward to the rest of the ride. And then we got another one from Ash Pereira. Uh, Ash, who has been giving a lot of feedback, I believe, in the Facebook group as well, said, I posted on Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry, on Twitter. Uh, I posted on Twitter when this podcast series first came out just over two months ago about uh, now about how much I was looking forward to this podcast series, and it has not let me down. It is now what I crave every morning when I get out of bed. I listen while I'm getting ready for work, on my commute to work, and then finish off the Daily Pod on my way home from work. Rob and Chappelle are two of the best podcasts in the business, and I am so grateful to have come across RHAP back in 2020 and more recently PSR because now I wouldn't know what to do without them. Thanks, guys. There you go. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Nice to be one of the best in the business. Uh, nice to be included next to Rob in that conversation. Look at me. That's <laughs> the uh, you know, my you. shoulders off for that one. Yeah. yeah. Who knew? Uh, let me go back to Sheila's ass here for a second. Uh, Let's do you talk think, about her ass. Is there any hope for a reconciliation between her and Lewis? I mean, Lewis has never had another love interest in the course of the series. In my mind, I, I feel like that they are OTP. I, I feel like that Sheila and Lewis. I think must get back together at some point. But how do they survive this? You know, that's I, my I biggest know. struggle. I mean, cause Lewis has had, he did date that woman who kicked him in the balls. You remember her? Yeah. On, but that was like a one episode camera. thing. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Lewis ain't, you know, he ain't hurting for a relationship, but it does look like he's hurting for Sheila's ass. That's the thing that worries me the most about Lewis right now is that the moment Sheila's ass comes up, he's all of a sudden just like, Donna, don't talk to me. He'd flip on everybody. Right, exactly. If Sheila's ass says, if you love me, you give up Harvey, give up Mike, give up Harvey, give up Mike. He's done. He's done. It's over. It's over. You can leverage a cat to get Lewis to flip, and he would, you know? So maybe that's what brings it back together. I don't know, man. I'm thinking maybe another proposal. He was ready to vote against Jessica in the last episode when Daniel Hardman said he's going to take his sister's muffin company. He does not care. Lewis is flighty and sorry. You know, he's just he's just weak. I'm sorry. It's just it's, he's going to have to prove himself to me again because they talked. I, I'm telling you, that's why he was picking on Harold so much because he sees that he thinks Harold is like, uh, like you know, a version of him. Mm-hmm. But Harold didn't flip. I'm sorry. No. He just didn't. Harold's a real one. OK, uh, Lewis needs to prove himself. All right, Chappelle, we'll come back tomorrow with season five, episode 13. Uh, this was from February 3rd, 2016. Um, where can people keep up with everything you're doing? Uh, you know what? Go to at nothing but RHAP on Twitter and hit us with a follow for the Nothing But Netflix account. We're still keeping Nothing But Netflix going. We've got coverage of all the Netflix shows. I mean, that's how we started this Suits Endeavor in the this first place. This is a spinoff of that podcast. Yeah, so let's not forget where we came from. Please go follow at nothing but RHAP or subscribe to nothing but Netflix. If you're new here and you didn't find us on the Netflix feed, what are you doing? We're covering a different Netflix show every day or every week, I guess, not so much daily, but every week, me and Rob are talking about the hottest stuff on Netflix. And so if you like this, you might like that too. All right. And I'm at Rob Sestradino. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We'll be back tomorrow for another Suits episode. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For the past 30 years, Care Heating and Cooling put you first. You are the reason they are open seven days a week. You are why they make it easy to schedule service at CareHeatingAndCooling.com. Concern for your safety is why they check every gas furnace for carbon monoxide. It's because of you that their technicians are paid to fix your furnace and air conditioner, not sell you a new one. And if you do need a new furnace, their team will make sure you get exactly what you need at a cost that fits your budget. Care Heating and Cooling is committed to doing business right. Call them at 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.